lot, turn me up. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Merry Bunch Podcast. I'm Brianna. Nico. Crystal. Chris. Kianda. William. And we are the Bunch. Um, on this episode, we're talking about the un- unifying a family and how it's important for a well-rounded union. The Bunch talks about in-laws, co-parenting, and how to navigate through not always positive experiences. So the first thing we're going to talk about is merging families. So the Bunch, when should you introduce your family to friends or significant others? Who wants to chime in? Um, For me, I would say, well, I feel like you should probably be speaking to this person with a couple months or something like that, but it don't always work that way. What do you think? Um, I feel like if you feel like it's some seriousness into it, like, you know, this isn't somebody that you feel like, oh, we're casually dating. I mean, I know that sometimes, like, stuff happens and you don't stay with a person forever, but... I, you have to have some type of feeling like this is going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, you don't feel like it's going to go somewhere, it's no need in mixing stuff. So you have to have that feeling of, yeah, this could possibly be something more than just dating. You know, that's how I feel. Well, I think you should at least get to know that person a little bit beyond just the introduction before you, even attempt to try to introduce that person to anybody in your family, parents, kids, friends, anybody. You should get to know that person because people crazy. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, get to know the person, but I feel like you really know when you want to introduce that person to your family. Right. You, know? you know when you're serious about that person and where y'all trying to go with it. So, um, it was a while before I brought um, Chris around to meet my family. But as far as meeting his family, it was right away. Because, like I said, he always had his kids. um, And he lived next door to his aunt and uncle. So, it was like instantly. So. All right. Um, For us, it was kind of like I met his mom pretty early on um but but for me it took a while before he um actually like met my kids it was (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) it was a while before um he actually got to meet my kids Uh, and the same before i got to meet his kids too so we waited a while before but you know the situation far as the kids was different for me and you but yeah you know but yeah, we waited a while for our kids, but I did meet his mom right away. Maeve, how about for us? Um, I think as far as everybody meeting you, I definitely started with my friends. Um, and then we had an interaction that was weird. We went to Walmart while we was hanging out with our friends and we ran into my family. So that was kinda how that happened. But you weren't supposed to meet them, but you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so it definitely started with friends and then trickled on down to everybody else yeah i think i think i met your mom i think that first thanksgiving we were together i think that's when i met 
I venture mom. I think so. I can't really remember. It's kind of blurred now. And then my my mom and sister live out of state, so they came for my graduation. And then when they came, that's when they had met Nico for the first time. Yes. But so that was like a year. Yeah, that was like almost maybe like six months or whatever. Six months, yeah. But they had talked to him on the phone and you know things like that. But early on, um, you know, like you guys said earlier, we. We knew it was going to be something, so we didn't mind letting our friends and right. family meet. Um, so for everyone else, like, how do you build and merge families, um, you know, extended families before you get married? How do you merge both sides? Um, <clears throat> for us, I think it started... Um, well, like with his family, I know we met towards October. So the first time I think I really interacted with his family was, uh, Thanksgiving. I think I had came down. I think so. I interacted with your family on Thanksgiving. Um, and then with our kids, we ended up taking them to like pulling park one day and that's how we all, Mm -hmm. uh, we interacted, you know, we, Got our kids to meet each other, and mm-hmm. then from there, we, you know, started, started inter- interacting. My my mom and family and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we always having something at, around my family, so it was easy to just bring him to a cookout or something. Was we was while, going on. It was a while before I met your family. I think I met. <clears throat> I think I met the girls first, and then I think I met Nico and them before I actually like met your mom and everything. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think he. Yeah. yeah, it was one yeah, night he came so. over. Mm-hmm. Ashley, yep, came over and uh, yeah. So, but it was a while, but it was just like a gathering. We just brought everybody, you know, yeah. to a gathering. It was yeah. a gathering, and we all kind of got together like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Yeah, I know for us it was important important to merge our families and to have our families comfortable with each other. Because we are getting, you know, we were getting married. Mm-hmm. We were establishing something together. So I think it's always important if you can bring both sides together. Um, and so I think that first summer we were together, he traveled back home t- uh, to Seattle with me. And so he got to spend time with my mom one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we just decided that during holidays for Thanksgiving or for um, Christmas to do some type of trip with the family. Right. And that really allowed us to get to know one you know each other and enjoy each other so that really brought all of our families closer mm-hmm, definitely and i know a lot of people with meeting their families and meeting um relatives and all that it can be a big task but for me you know meeting my um mother-in-law my sister-in-law it was just like i've been knowing them there was no difference like we didn't have to ease into anything i know when i went to seattle for that you know year of us meeting her mom was like um she was driving and doing everything i'm like you want me to drive she said yeah sure take over <laughs> she in the back knocked out sleep so it, it, i mean it's always been like that it's nothing you know it's just been mm-hmm. an easy you know transition so that was a good thing yeah. and i'm yeah. happy and blessed about yeah. that because i know a lot of people have issues with that yeah mm-hmm. you know it's always a good so, thing yeah it's a great thing and yeah, like and with us, we kind of um, <laughs> merged together too. On uh, our, we had a big engagement get together. So his family, my family, like everybody, yeah, everybody, met. everybody. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the wedding too, we all sat in a big house. So right. you know, just that's how we kind of merged the entire right. family because right. he got right. a big family and we have. I have a big family too. So, mm-hmm. um, Crystal, Chris. 
Um, <clears throat> excuse me. For me, it really was like an easy transition because, you know, I don't really, honestly, to be 100, I don't really rock with a lot of my family. So the only mm-hmm. people that really mattered to me was my aunt and my uncle. And, you know, it was smooth sailing from right, there. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as the rest of the family, you know, I really, I won't stress on that. Yeah. Really didn't matter to me what they thought or none of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Crystal families, definitely cool people. You know, they ain't give me a hard time. So it was, it was pretty smooth. Yeah, so my family, they love Chris. Um, he actually met them. So me and Chris, we met, what, June 2014? And then he met my family um, on my birthday because that's when Tamisha had that surprise birthday dinner thing. That's when he first met my family. So, yeah, they love him. When we went to Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. the first time they met him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, in-laws. Sometimes, you know, there's always stigma behind in-laws. People are always like, oh, your in-laws, right? What is your experience with your in-laws? Are they good? Is it bad? Is it ugly? Um, For me, Chris' parents are deceased, so I never got a chance to meet them. So, um, as far as in-laws, um, his aunt and uncle, and then he does have a brother. They're really nice people. I love them. They love me, so it's great. <laughs> we didn't really have any issues um, as far as his aunt, uncle, and brother. Mm-hmm. Now, them damn cousins we talked oh, about in that other episode. <laughs> <laughs> they suck milks. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so my um, in-laws are great. I'm glad I have a relationship with my in-laws where I can um, I can hang out with his mom. We can talk. I can call her if I need anything. Um, you know, she's silly, and I can be silly with her. So that was always a good experience. And his dad always accepted me. So, um, you know, I'm blessed to have in-laws that are, you know, people I don't dread going to visit or dread going to see. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a blessing because I know people who have horror stories. So I'm glad I don't have that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, my in-laws cool, man. Like like my wife said, my mom and dad, they passed away. So to have someone, you know, that's nice and welcoming, you know, and to add to the family, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And they great people. Awesome people, so yeah, yeah. So, um, my in laws cool, man. Um, her dad, her mom, love me to death. I love them. We got a great relationship. Um, they both welcome me with open arms. Um, and so, yeah, that's how it is. They love me, I love them, yes. And I love my mother in law, she love me, I love her. <laughs> All right, so no horror stories in this in-law situation. We ain't say all that. (laughs) (laughs) I just said I love my (laughs) mother-in-law. And she loves me back. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) 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 So if you have any horror stories, we need to know. Comment below. (laughs) Yes, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we kind of touched about this earlier, but... 
you know, a lot of times when people get married, it's hard to divide holidays and things like that. So, or it's hard to manage holidays. So in your own personal relationships, how did you guys manage holidays when you got together coming from two different, you know, backgrounds and households? Um, for me, um, I knew her family was always going to try to party, like, all the time. Yeah, um, I feel like we kind of struggle with that still, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, going to my family, going to your family, sometimes that is hard. So we try to pick times. I don't think we've been doing the best last year. I don't think we did good, um... Balancing going over to see everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So we got to do better b- with that. But um. Usually we try to make it to ev- see everybody, his side, my side. Um. But we did a little hosting this year, so we really didn't get out. But um. It is a struggle because we stay far from our family. It is a struggle trying to see everybody, but we try to do the best we can with that. Yeah. Um. So. For Chris and I, we typically try to do one holiday with my family. Um, I'm at pretty much at this stage now where I like to stay at home. (laughs) (laughs) But we do try to make our rounds or whatever um, to see my family and his family. And that's something we probably should work on a lot better, Mm -hmm. especially because all my life, I've always spent every single holiday with my family. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a struggle for my mom, but she'll be all right. Yeah. It is what it is. It's what happens <laughs> when you get married. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why I say it is a str- it is different. It's it's a struggle because um, my family is always having something. And it seems like everybody want to have something at the same time. Right. So it is a struggle trying to balance going here and then going there. And by the end of the day, we just tired. Um but yeah, so it is a struggle and it is something definitely um that we have to work on. We have to figure that out. What about you guys? Mm-hmm. And like Bree said earlier about her um, mom being in one place or sister being in one place, we definitely try to get together um at least on Thanksgiving or Christmas since we are so far away and not actually in the same state. So we try to work it out as best we can. Like this past Christmas we was in um Washington with her mom so we spent Christmas with her this past year yeah and so what we do is if we at least try to see my people at least once in the year mm-hmm. and then we'll spend time with his family and making sure we go to his dad's house and then his grandma's house yeah. just to make make our rounds you know yeah. to see everybody mm-hmm. so but I know it is a struggle for everybody because it's like you said key is something new and you know i think it's harder on your your family than it is for you because they're used to seeing you there so um it's a struggle but i would say make make sure you balance it make sure you know it's not one-sided where you're just going to one person's house you know balance it out so you see everybody all right so i was just talking about balancing so um who comes first in the relationship is it the spouse or is it your parents who comes first and how do you navigate that Nico? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is interesting. But no, I would definitely say, um, of course, my wife is first. It is kind of a struggle. Not a bad struggle, but a little bit of a struggle because I'm used to it being my mom, my grandma, my aunt. So they definitely are 
on me like white on rice. <laughs> so adding <laughs> Bri to the mix, they definitely had to step back and, you know, realize that's my wife. She's first and stuff like that because it can't be a little hard, you know, since they've all been about all about Nico. So they just wanted to, you know, throw it to Bree a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and it was like when we first when we first started dating, it was hard because everyone calls on Nico for everything. And it was an adjustment because I'm like, dang, I want my man for myself now. But, you know, <laughs> as you know, I got used to it and, you know, I got used to people being being able to call on him and just just knowing that they needed help or, you know, they just needed him. And I understood that. And so that was um, something that I had to manage when we first got got together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say like his mom and aunt and grandma really do allow me to be his wife and allow me to step in that role you know i know it was hard for them because that was their baby you know what i mean but they allowed me to step in that role and it was kind of (laughs) funny it was kind of funny because during covid um nico got sick and had to be hospitalized and during covid only one person could go to the hospital and so this really showed me all right, who's he going to choose? It's going to be his mama or is his wife? <laughs> so, uh, Nico was admitted like three times. And the second time, you know, I had to go to work. And they're like, well, you can bring him down here and we'll take care of him. And I was like, well, I want to take care of my husband. But then I knew I had to go to work. So, he went to his mom and grandma's house and he had to go back to the hospital. So, they called me and I rushed to the hospital to go back to him. Mind you, is only one person that could be admitted. So I was like, okay, well, I brought my stuff so I could stay in the hospital. And, <laughs> and his mom was telling me what was going on. And so she parked in the space, but I was in my car too. And I was like, okay, she's about to bag up so I can have this parking space because it's the only one left. And so all, she bagged up, but she was just straightening it up. And she was like... <laughs> She was like, um, I'll let you know what's happening. I'll call you later. I was like, I was like, what in the world? So his mom parked and ended up going to the hospital. But I think she felt bad because she ended up calling me. It was like, hey, you know, come up here, you know, so you can be with your husband. And so I know that was a real test for them because they wanted to get in that hospital so bad. But they allowed me to be in the hospital with Nico. And they just called me, you know, so I could let them know what was going on. But it was really... An interesting time because yeah. you know, <laughs> but it just, was funny. Just to let everybody know, they I've never been in the hospital like that before. This was very interesting. So for me to be in the hospital, they were kind of losing their minds a little bit. Right. So, so it I was mean, difficult. It was kind of bad. <laughs> right. But when she, but when she bagged up, I was like, okay, I'm getting this spot. But she, she bagged told, back she in. Told her you can keep going. <laughs> right. But love you, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so for y'all, who comes first? <clears throat> your mama, daddy, uncle, aunt, or your spouse? Ooh, I'm going to say my husband comes first. But I will say I am a daddy's girl. So, <laughs> after Chris did come my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Child, I don't know. My daddy called him coming, so but yeah, baby, you are first though. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, she definitely a daddy's girl. Even though she be talking mad junk though, but 
She. <laughs> I get it from him. My daddy talked to him. Definitely spoiled. For real. <laughs> um, I will say my husband is definitely a mama's boy. Um, <laughs> uh, so I know he gonna say that I come first. <laughs> How you know? Well, he might say his mama come first, and that would be more believable. Uh, but no, I, I I'm understanding that his mom needs more sometimes than I do. So I mean, him still going down, checking on his mom, doing what he needs to do for his mom. I'm definitely cool with that. Um. I know with her, she is very much so like, you are his wife. He is your issue. Come get your husband. <laughs> she, um, so I never have that kind of dynamic with her. She's definitely like, no, this is your husband. You need to call your wife. But with him, he does, um, if his mama call, he is coming, he's running. And that's, I get it because it's a little different with us right now after two years, two years ago. So, yeah. What do you think? You first, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can say your mama first. It's okay. Oh, uh, you first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you definitely first. Mm. But at the end of the day, I am a mama's boy. Mm. But I'm also a husband that loves his wife dearly. And I made vows. <laughs> he convincing himself right now, y'all. That's why he's talking so slow. <laughs> and God said, <laughs> after him is you. Okay. It's you, baby. All right. Mama, I love you. Because we never want to be a mama's boy. Yeah, if we have some mama have boys some, in the room. Yes, Lord, yes. <laughs> So moving on from merging families, let's talk about blended families. When should you introduce your kids to your significant other? You guys kind of talked about this earlier, but if you guys want to dive in a little deeper, when should you introduce your kids to your significant other? So I don't play about my kids. If you know me, it's it's always been me and them. I don't play about them. So it it did. Like he said when we, you know, earlier, it took a while for me to feel comfortable with that. Um, bringing him around. Um, <laughs> so, and it was an adjustment. It was a ju- an adjustment for him and my kids too. Cause at first they was like, nope. They did not like me. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so. My baby's natto. Yeah, they love him now. <laughs> but yeah, in the beginning, uh, it took, oh God, definitely over six months. It was definitely over six months. I needed to make sure that this you know, it was going to be something. I just don't bring everybody around my babies. So mm-hmm. it took a while. I think it was, I think it was more than six months. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it was about six months before you even let me come to your house at all, period. Yeah, it was a while. All right. So for me, it definitely didn't take long at all for Crystal to meet the kids because I always had my kids. Um, and from jump, the kids love Crystal. Um, everything about her, they loved her. So, do you remember the first, what was the first gift? You remember the first gift you got 
Jeremiah. It's like it's five years old. <laughs> I remember the first gift I got both of them was, was Christmas. What was the gift? Some clothes. Yeah. Because we said we won't doing gifts for each other. We'll just do for them. But even though I was around his kids early, um, it was always in like a group setting because his family, his aunt and uncle lived next door, so they was always having something. Yeah. But it took a while um, before it was just me, him, and the kids. Right. But even then when it was just me, her, and the kids, like it still was, it wasn't, a problem you know what I'm saying like they really got attached to her real quick so well kind of going from there so you know you meet the the kids how do you step into the role of step parent or a bonus parent like what is your mindset going into that how do you you know um I remember me and Chris having a conversation like once we realized we was serious and I remember saying something like, you know, I don't want to um, overstep my boundaries when it comes to his kids and as far as their mom. And he pretty much told me, he was like, want no boundaries. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I went in knowing that I'm not their mom and can't replace their mom. But I still went in as far as like being in that parent role right and that was something that was always clear is you know we never tried to make it seem like you know like she said made it clear that she wasn't real mom but you know the work that she put in continuously and the love you know it's just it was abundant so yeah um i will say for me because I am a mom. So any kids that I'm around, I'm going to be a mom. That That's who I am. So I feel like um, I stepped into the role. I first wanted to make sure that their mom, that she was okay with that. Um, and he also has a son. And when I first met him, I wanted her to, I wanted to have a conversation with her too. It wasn't anything like, you know, heavy or anything. She, um, his son's mom, she was really cool. Um, but the girl's mom, she, you know, she had her issues. She needed a little bit more, you know, reassuring that I was, you know. Um, and it and at first it seemed like everything was cool with that. So um I feel like his kids did become very attached in the beginning. Um, I will say we starting out, because this was the first time. I was stepping into a bonus parent role. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, we should have made boundaries with the kids a little bit more clear um, because they did have a mom and we like, they wanted to call me mom, but mm -hmm. we should have established with those kids because I, I should have never been like, okay, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? You can call me that if you want to. I just didn't know how to break that, you know, cause I didn't want to break the connection. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely feel like considering her feelings should have been a part in, in that. Um, and so like when the kids would put my number in their phone as 
um, mom or, you know, and she would see that it made her feel some type of way, which I think we should have, we should have set boundaries. We, we kind of missed the mark with that one. We, we missed the mark with that one. Well, really as far as me, like I was, um, just trying to be a good person, really, overall, um, to the kids, just step in and just, I just wanted to be there for them and whatever they needed mentally, um, emotionally, I just wanted to provide that for them. Um, so that's, that's kind of the role that I stepped into, just trying to be a provider for them and whatever they needed, I tried to be there for. So, Key, you kind of touched on this. Um, what conversations should be had before blending? If you could do it over again or if you could, you know, help someone out there that's listening, what conversations should be had? I feel like the main point, like if I could title this anything, is to know your role. Um being a step parent, you are just like it says on the paper, you're a bonus parent. You don't have to be involved in what goes on with the other parent. Your job is to support your spouse, whatever your spouse needs from you. Mm-hmm. I, my communication is going to always be with him. I should not cross the lines and have conversations with her. Even if she's calling me, um, everything should go through my husband and then, we communicate about what I need. I feel like, um, so anybody, cause we missed the mark. If I could tell anybody, um, how to set their boundaries, it's just to know your role. Let the kids know that. Yes, you are there for them after going to your parents first. And then if you feel like you are more comfortable coming to me, come to me, you know, I'm, I'm still here, but also letting them know, you do have parents and they care about you too. But if you need me, I'm here. I'm, I am the bonus parent. I'm not mom. I'm not, you know, I'm the bonus. So. Yeah. We kind of jumped into it head first. Like, like you said, not really knowing what to do. Just wanted to be supportive of the kids. Um, And like she said, kind of missing the mark. So I would, yeah, I would say just know your boundaries. That's it. Man, I can't say um, as far as Crystal identifying what I needed and assisting with helping with my kids, she definitely stepped in and addressed it all. Like even when I didn't, even when I didn't say anything, she automatically knew, you know, what I needed, where I was short at, and she filled in in those areas. Whether it was school clothes, whether it was words of encouragement, whatever the case may be love whatever that was absent that i needed and i couldn't you know get it right she helped me out so i definitely love her for that Facts. right and see i felt like with us i stepped into that role to whatever those girls needed mm-hmm. i was there you needed love you whatever you need you need clothes you need shoes you need whatever i am here for you but in the in the process of me being that uh, the other mom got she was she didn't like that and i feel like 
I don't know. I don't really know how I could have came at her differently. I think that I had conversations, several conversations trying to, um, you know, make her feel comfortable with me or asking her what she needed from me. But sometimes even if you're doing everything that you feel like you're supposed to be doing, sometimes we still have to just step back from the situation um, and allow them to, to navigate whatever it is. Um, Cause sometimes it's not perfect. It's, it's not always a perfect you know, union with the the co-parent is not always perfect. Sometimes you will have to go through different situations. And I again, it just goes back to being there to su- support your spouse and whatever he may need when it comes down to those kids, you are there for him. Um, and that's just kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, so talking a little bit about boundaries, um, Crystal, you're a little different than Key and Buki's situation because you didn't have any kids coming into the situation. So mm-hmm. had you ever dated someone with kids, and what was your mindset dating someone with kids? Um, No, I've never dated anyone with kids, so it was all the way new um, to me. Um, my mindset was pretty much once me and Chris realized that we were serious and um, we had that conversation as far as boundaries with me and the kids. And he pretty much said there's no boundaries because he was a single father and he had his kids every single day. So it was a little bit different. Um, but I went in trying to be the best mother role that I could be for them. If that makes any sense. Like, I'm just going to be all the way honest. When he told me no boundaries, I didn't think about it, mom. Because what was there to think about? She was she was there, but she wasn't present, if that makes sense. So, I didn't really think about her at all, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, what would you tell people that are maybe, like, on their list of things? We had a previous episode called The List. Like, women that say, I can't date a man with kids, like, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, think about it, reconsider it, because there are a lot of um, parents out there that co-parent really well. Everybody's not a bitter baby mama. There's not always a bitter baby daddy. There are people who actually got a team and they make it work. Um, so I would say just reconsider, try it out. I mean, you can't knock it until you try it. Right. And I, and I will also say if, if you feel like this person that you're with, if they are worth, you want this person to be a husband, you may have to deal with the bitter baby mama. And I'm not trying to call God. Listen, I'm not trying to call her bitter. You know what I'm saying? I don't, but, um, you will have to maybe deal with a little tension. Um, I know with me, you know, I have kids too. Um, and I'll, I'll honestly say me and my kids father, we are definitely in a good place. Um, he, you know, he was absent for some of it, but the way that he kind of switched everything around and the way that he kind of steps in for those girls now is completely different. I I feel like our co-parenting union and even with him and my husband, I feel like 
God, like that's, it's, it's pretty dope. Honestly, I feel like it's cool. Like it's peace. Um, whenever he sees them, he dap them up. We have, we laugh, we joke at the games and stuff like that. I think it's really cool and it's peaceful as far as, you know, my co-parent situation. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, we, we cordial, we get along and everything. I, right. yeah. And then I want to say for the people that's out there dating someone with kids and the co-parenting situation may not be the best. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be like that. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. As long as you have the kids' best interests at heart, that's all that matters. All that that other stuff, don't even pay no attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that goes into my next question. Why is it difficult or what is difficult about co-parenting? Um, so I will say the difficult part about co-parenting would be if there are still, um, if it's still tension between the two parents, if there's still tension between the two parents, um, I think that that part could be, uh, difficult for the bonus parent stepping into that role. I think that, um, I can't, I can't really say that you should, try to set boundaries with a person because sometimes you can try to set those boundaries and you can try to make goals together. And that doesn't mean that that person will always stay there. So a part that can make co-parenting difficulty difficult is if that person is the other parent is still harboring some type of emotion. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing that <laughs> I know it's still going on, on this side, but we kind of moved past that. You know what I'm saying? We used to let that, you know, affect the movement of things. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really let that get to us anymore. It used to be mad beef, mad arguments. But, you know, the kids is what matter the most at the right. end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we just let... If you want to stay in the bitter, holding grudges or whatever you got going on on mm-hmm. the other side, you can stay over there with that energy and we're going to keep doing what need to be done. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that we are definitely past that part in our relationship. Um, again, if that person chooses to be bitter um, or whatever it is, feelings, because I want to label what is going on um then that is on them i can't allow that to affect me the way that i first allowed that to affect me so yeah we are definitely in a better place when it comes to um being a step parent co-parent whatever we're we're in a better place when it comes to that all right definitely and i guess you guys kind of answer the next question about what is the best way to keep the peace um to me you guys are saying more like you know uh keep your boundaries uh it sounds like you guys are saying um you know don't let that affect you guys' relationship at the end of the day right um and so i guess the last little tidbit is do you guys have any lasting or finishing tips that um you know to make co-parenting successful anything that you guys could give to the audience I would say don't take it personal. Um, If a person is, the other parent is kind of like pushing you away or giving you 
a lot of grief or whatever it is, don't take it personal. Um, don't don't question yourself about am I doing enough or am I not doing enough? Or am I doing, t-? you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just that person and the stuff that they're going through. Again, be there to support your spouse. I'm going to say that over and over again. Your role is to be a wife or a husband to your spouse, not trying to force yourself to be cool with the other parent, force yourself on these kids. You are there to su- support your spouse. Have right. your spouse back, like, in whatever, in whatever the situation may be, dealing with the kids or dealing with the other parent, just like she said, just have your spouse's back um, in in whatever, because you just, I mean, the other person may be bitter, the other person may be this or that, um, but... I just think that when kids is involved, like Crystal said in the earlier podcast, just try to be um, the best version of you for the kids. You don't want the kids to see like, oh yeah, they going back and forth or this person don't like my, my dad or my mom or whatever. Just be there and to support the kids and support your spouse. Right, and if you already tried to be the voice of reason and develop a, you know, some type of structure and it's not working, you know what I'm saying? It's time to move on and, mm-hmm. and focus on the family at hand. You know Fast. what I'm saying? Facts. No wasting time. Facts. I mean, who really trying to beef the whole growth of the kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what happens. Yeah. It does. I just feel like if you just keep the kids first, always think about the kids, everything will work out. Um, Even if there's a parent that is harboring feelings, or not even just harboring feelings, but sometimes um, that parent may not like change. Mm -hmm. You know, this is new. You coming in, you changing up, you know. Um, but keep the kids first. Everything will fall in place. And if it don't, like I said, it's okay. Um, our situation is not the best. You know, I'm just keeping it real. But life goes on. We got a good life. These kids, they respect us, and it is what it is. Right. Yeah, for sure. But the main thing, like she said, is to support your spouse. Because your your the kids might even like might not even like the bonus parent. <laughs> Some in some relationships, you got some of the bonus parents. You know what I'm saying the kids don't even like them. So at the end of the day, it's all about your spouse. All right, all right. Well, I think that was a nice uh, wrap up for this episode. So what you guys can do is comment below. What's the best way to merge families? Subscribe, check us out, and remember the wedding, the wedding is, is only the beginning. beginning.